Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Hi, this is Amanda. I'm a certified life coach and I'm here with our new program, Beautiful from Inside Out. Today, we're going to be talking about falling in the one. So the main focus for this program is going to be how to attract and manifest space for the ideal needs and how it must be to attract that person, what we have to let go of, and how to introduce love and prepare for love. That's really covering a lot. I'm sure that over time you may have tuned in previously where we have our bi-weekly program every first to third Tuesday of the month. And I have to tell you, I apologize. You might even hear it in my voice, but it has been a long for January. I was out sick since the very end of December. It was brutal. I missed a whole month of, of radio shows, so I apologize. Anyone who's out there that's been following and was really interested in, in, in dialing in and, and chatting for the past month, if you missed me, not to worry, I'm back. Um, we had technical problems earlier, so I'm not sure if you just be joining us, but also as a certified uh, and I would, um, I think she should be on shortly. Oh, it looks like she is here with me. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Frida. Welcome. I'm so glad that you can join. Hi. Sorry that I'm late. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So I just had gotten started. I basically gave a little synopsis of where I've been past month stuck dead sick and um, a little bit about today's show so maybe you want to just kind of do a recap on um, what's been going on in your life over the past month before we dive in sure it feels it feels like forever uh, I've missed I I've missed you I've missed you I although we <laughs> although we we speak often uh but but it's it's always great to see each other one on one um in person uh so what's been going on with me? Just really excited about the new year um, have been really busy with work um but again you know i I think I mentioned this to you or maybe not. You know, I've been feeling really excited, um, and it's just this feeling of anticipation. And um, it was funny because I think I woke up one one of the nights this past week. I woke up like at three in the morning. I couldn't I couldn't go back to sleep, and it was just this feeling of it wasn't worry. It was like excitement for the the upcoming year so that's where i'm at and i'm really excited about this topic because this is something that's been on on the radar and you know amanda can attest you know that this is something that 
has scared me for a very long time. But I'm really excited about jumping into, you know, what what love is. And I've been really inspired by Amanda's personal story um, about love. So I'm really excited. So, I, I mean, that that was a lot of excitement, right, Amanda? But <laughs> it was. You know, it seems like every time I talk to you, there is a new program that you are interested in. There is a certification. Like, you're just on fire. <laughs> and, like, it's been, like, from like, the end of December, it was, like, all of a sudden, like, somebody told you, like, you have to do everything you want in life in 30 days. And how much can you do? Because you have been said unbelievable for the last 30 days. Like, <laughs> I, if I don't talk to you for a few days, it's like I missed an entire sequel of life events. <laughs> you know, you, were, you reminded me because I'm working on my um, image consulting certification. I'm also um, doing some intuitive spiritual career coaching. I'm also um, helping, uh, I believe I contributed to a, um introvert, uh, forum. So I'm hoping to post uh, any kind of articles that I do work as a contributor um, with um, this person that I will share her name. I'll get permission to share her name. But um, so yeah, I'm working on articles. I'm I'm like just really excited about the year ahead. And thank you so much for just reminding me. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I just witnessing it has been just a miracle in in the, in the making. <laughs> thank, thank you. Well, you're you're an inspiration. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're here love, love, us, love. friends picking each other. We each other. <laughs> We're all about love and hugs and kisses and warm, gushy yes. feelings and. <laughs> So we should probably start to dive in because there's a lot to cover. Um, I figured maybe we could start out with why we thought that this, this uh, topic was relevant. Right. Um, I know for me personally, I think, you know, we've been really excited. We we signed off last year with just really being positive <laughs> about the new year and since it's February, it's like love month, um, heart health month, you know, we thought what a great way to segue into, you know, what's the topic at hand for a lot of people, um, and that's all about love. So, Amanda, <laughs> let, me, let me start by asking you about your, you know, what, what it means to you and... Um, what 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 can you share about you know the importance of you know this topic for you personally? You know it's funny because um, you know and maybe before we we get too far in, I just want to invite uh, callers in case there's any callers out there that want to call in, and then uh, we can I'll dive into that. Um, if you are listening in and you are interested in calling in, asking a question, the number that you will call is six four six. 716-9397. And I'll repeat that number a couple of times throughout the show. But uh, I think the reason what really kind of drew me in for this topic is the fact that, you know, I've been there. And I had so many things that were getting in my way. And I so desperately wanted to be in a positive relationship and to be able to have someone to share my life with. And constantly, I was just attracting the wrong person. 
even though my heart was in the right place, it's, I don't think anything else was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you can be so clear in your mind of what you want, but you don't have the things in place to get there. So previously, you know, my job was just absolutely chaotic. We've talked about it. And there was no time really for anything else. I just kept attracting people that were emotionally unavailable. And as much as mm -hmm. I thought my heart was open, apparently it wasn't because there was no room for it in my life because it, wow. was, it was consumed by stress. So I was blind. I had no idea. I questioned myself every time I met somebody new, every relationship that I had, you know, why is it not working? And it's not like anything crazy was happening. I didn't have some, you know, godforsaken drama or any, anything like that. It just <laughs> never, it never moved to the next level. It just was always this eternal dating. And now seeing my life as more balanced and I feel more content in my business, my home. It's like that was the only missing link. And I knew um, what I wanted in a relationship and what would make me happy and prioritize. And the things that I, I determined that I needed were not what I thought that I needed. And it has nothing to do with, for me anyway, I mean, it's different for everyone, but it, it was more about... Um, like friendship and companionship and um, like a counterpart, someone to that really gets you and that you can spend your time with and someone that you can grow with that shares similar values. I mean, this is, this is what worked for me. This doesn't necessarily mean that it's the rule for everyone. But what I thought that I wanted was, you know, maybe somebody that was fun or somebody that, you know, had more, I don't want to say super feel maybe more of um, tangible things that I can say, you know, as far as like looks or interests or things that you can put on a checklist. I see. And none so of those something that, yeah, so something that fell into your, like an ideal, like an ideal, yeah. like a, so, mm -hmm. like I, I used to have kind of a list of what I thought the person was that I wanted to be with as far as um, not tr personality traits, but just certain characteristics or certain things that they like to do. And I thought those would be in place for us to be, to, to understand each other. And most of those things are not even on my list. And I, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Wow. No, I've and seen it. It turns out, yeah. Like the things that um, that I thought this person would have to like, we end up just compromising and doing together because we want because being together is the is the priority, not all the different interests. Mm. So all the things that I thought the person had to like up front, or they had to do, or just the stupid little lists that you create, became irrelevant because we enjoy our time together so much that we, no matter what we're doing, we are enjoying our time. And so. It actually, it's actually extremely simple, very hard find. It's just that finding someone who meets your values and your um, meets your needs, and it's more of a personal match, which I didn't even know until I found it. So, what do you, what do you think had to happen for you to get to that point? I think I had to slow down 
to be open. I had myself so packed with, um, I had myself so packed with things that I had to take care of and things I had to do that I couldn't, how can I explain it? I couldn't, I couldn't see beyond a certain distance. I couldn't see the big picture. I couldn't see long-term. And so here I was looking for somebody in a relationship, wondering why I keep attracting somebody who is emotionally available, not realizing I myself at the time was emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that I was. I was so consumed by work and school and everything else that I was doing. I was happy. I wasn't, you know, I was happy when I was away from work. <laughs> Um, but you know, I wasn't, I was, I've never been like a down and out miserable person or anything like that, but, uh, I didn't even notice that I was emotionally unavailable. And so, so I think, so you, mm-hmm. so you could recognize that now, like you recognized it after the fact. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can, I think I can better see it now for others because I was able to finally see it in myself. So you know, what, like, where was the place that it was supposed to fit into my life? If I'm working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, I could say that I want a boyfriend. I could say that it would be nice to get married. I could say any of those things. But where would it? It wouldn't because there would always be a struggle of balance and time. And I always had to be on when I was working and available at a very high stress level. Who would I be in a relationship when everything is exhausted from me because of my job. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my whole entire outlook on life, everything was falling into place and had changed over the course of the past year that prepared me for the relationship that I'm in now. And I I really couldn't be happier, you know. Congratulations, by the way. Um, (laughs) I I I think that's what's great about situations like that where you can see it like see the full picture after the fact because all those obstacles and challenges and disappointments like they they make the relationship that you have now all the more sweet right like all the more rewarding and fulfilling because it's like you knew what you had to go to get you know to get there like to get to the to the to the promised land, right? Yeah. I think that I I knew, you know, it's funny because I I just I look back and I just it amazes me that um you know, I'm supposed to I, I feel like how did I not know that, that all this was going on or how did I not see that that I had to make the changes. And it wasn't that I wasn't willing to look at it. I just I don't think I had the clarity or the space to, to really be able to break it down. And I think that um, one of the things we were going to talk about today is when you keep attracting the same relationship or you just keep um, falling into the same cycle. And I think a lot of it is that we have to be willing to really look at ourselves. We can't just blame everyone else for what's going on. It's not a coincidence when all the wrong people come along or it's not a coincidence that no one is emotionally available. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to be able to be willing 
to look and see, um, you know, what we're doing and really sit with it. And we can't do that until we're ready to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you've made great points. Um, the fact that you can you can sit you know you can sit in in this like self awareness and reflection. It's like a testament to where you are right now. Um, that you are able to to see the the full cycle, like you say, the full revolution of like where you've been, where you you know, you know what you went through, and where you are right now. And I think that's very true. Um, in my case, in particular, I've, I I noticed that what I was doing was I was I had these limiting beliefs of what relationships were um and then they became like self-fulfilling prophecies right so like for me you know my thing was like oh you know this is this stems from childhood but it's like what are in my home it was like what are men good for you know it's like they don't really Mm. they don't provide they don't provide for you they don't take care of you um they just sort of uh, you know leave you leave you alone um, to to fend for yourself. And, you know, for me, you know, growing up, my mom told me never depend on a man. Uh, And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to say. It was just, you know, it's the way that you take in that information or that knowledge um, and how do you make it work for yourself. So, you know, there's, there's, for me, it was like, okay, I always have to depend on me. So you 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 go through life unconsciously, you know, feeling like you you can only um, depend on yourself. You can't let someone in. You always have to be guarded. And you know, while that is true to to some extent, you still have to have your heart open um, and receptive to what it is that you that you really want. And you know, people are in this world to to not be alone, you know, to really connect, to really share. And so, you know, when you, so, you know, I, I ask that to anyone, like ask yourself, what are those limiting beliefs? What are those things that you, maybe you're not conscious of, um, that you're just telling yourself that is true, but it's not really true. And, um mm-hmm. You know, are you, are you, are you, and and it goes to what you're saying, you know, is there someone out there maybe that you're, you're not aware of it, that you're still in love with, or that you're angry with, or is there a, a story that you've been telling yourself, or just like what you said before, were, were, are you physically, emotionally, mentally ready to allow someone into your life? Is there space? Is there room there? Um so I think that's a great point. It's like, are you aware of what you're doing in your life, you know, in your love life or lack thereof? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny because I had, I think it was in a way a way of um, self-protection. I had created um story. You know, they always say you can change your story, but I thought that, um, I was kind of out of the window 
like where you know marriage wasn't going to happen and children weren't going to happen and mm-hmm. that's not what I was meant to do I was meant to be a businesswoman and that's that was it that was my story and mm-hmm. I think like it wasn't that I was given up I wasn't bitter I don't think there was anything about me that was bitter I just thought that was my story I thought if I was supposed to it was supposed to happen it would have happened already I was trying to like I guess it was my own way I guess of accepting it and I said, you know, that's just not what I'm meant to do. If I was meant to, you know, serve others, and I kind of thought it had to be one or the other, that couldn't be both. And um, I even had, this is another thing, I had rules around person's schedule. If they didn't have like a really easy Monday through Friday, nine to five schedule, I didn't really <laughs> want to deal with it. And in actuality right now, like, um, my boyfriend is, well, can fluctuate. He um, he works in the city. It, sometimes it's evening, sometimes it's days. It can be up and down. And I'm like, instead of my whole attitude, because instead of saying, oh my goodness, you know, his schedule is, is so difficult or this could never work. Well, thankfully, I have a job where I'm working from home and I have some flexibility. I'm, I don't have a nine to five job and I can be flexible. And, you know, there's a possibility that next six months, he might have a schedule that is really opposite of what mine is. But but suddenly I'm, I have gratitude for, well, at least we have the weekends, or at least we can plan things the schedule won't fluctuate anymore. And if this was, you know, a year or two years ago, I would have only seen, oh, his schedule is just too difficult. I, I never wanted to date anyone who smoked, and he's a smoker. But the funny thing is, I met him, and within... The first week he quit smoking mm. because he didn't want that to be something that would jeopardize our relationship. Somebody who has been smoking for 20 something years quit smoking within a week. He was down to like one a week and now he hasn't had a cigarette since December. And that shows too that he he's also on the same page. Like he's right. ready, he's willing, he's able to make those, you know, adjustments to to work through the relationship. When you're not ready, mm-hmm. anything, you know, anything bothers you. Anything that the person does is just, you yeah. know, you you use it as an excuse to to escape. Um but when you're mm-hmm. ready, it's like you're willing to work it through and willing to do what it what you need to do to get um to get to the point that you're, you know, that you're happy and you're fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, it's funny because that's what I meant before by lists. I was trying to think of examples um, off the top of my head, and I couldn't before. But that's what I meant by by list or criteria. Like they have to be a non-smoker. They have to have a similar schedule. Like there's just stupid nuances and rules that I put in place. And there's we are not um, that we're different on, but every single one of them works. And if I had followed this structure that I thought I was supposed to have before none of this would have um, happened. I would have missed out on a really great relationship that's, you know, I'm extremely happy. So it's it's just funny. Like everything that I thought it was supposed to be and all the rules I thought I was supposed to have in place, those rules were really just set to protect me, not to, to help me and protect me from like, and to, and not protect me in a good way, like really restrict me from finding someone. Right. It's like putting up your defenses 
without, you know, without being conscious of it. It's like you mm-hmm. make all these excuses and and it, like you said, it will, you know, hold back so much, you know, so much positivity and and ultimately love, like like in your case. Mm-hmm. Like I think too, like I had, I remember I had seen, um, I don't remember what talk show it was. I want to say it was Steve Harvey, but I could be wrong. And there was somewhat of like a matchmaking thing going on to figure out. Maybe it was just Phil. I don't know what it was. And they were trying to say, okay, well, what are your, what's your criteria? And they all whipped out this list. And the list was like, okay, let me turn the page and get to the next page and the next. I mean, the list was just, and she never made it to the list. And he's like, are you kidding me? Like, no, this is not, no. And he, so he tried to break down, like, you know, why this list was just superficial and it wasn't going to work. And it was a lot of things that um, it was impossible to meet the standards of. And I remember it inspired me. And I had done a webinar um, for a program I was running last year. And it was for the um, the top five uh, things that you need when you're looking for a mate. Five things. And five must-haves. Five things you can't live without. Five absolutely um, items you want to to have to define who this person is. And this be anything from their value to, um, you know, anything along those lines, whatever it is. Five things. There's a lot of, you know, things you like to have, but five things, that, and that's it. You can't go beyond five. Your five things, that's it. And I think that that's kind of a a good starting point for people that might have um, unrealistic expectations of who this person might be. If someone was maybe attracting the wrong ones, they're being emotional. That perfectionist level is only preventing you from finding love. Yeah. And and what's good about having a list and, like you said, a more refined list or, like, more defined list is that it makes, again, it's like another component of that self-awareness, is that it at least makes it conscious for you of what exactly it is that you want in a relationship. Because sometimes people say, I want to be in a relationship, I want to be in a relationship, and then they can't really say what it is they want, like what what they're looking for. Um, like you said earlier, did, did they even have the time to be with this person, go out with this person, find this person? So that is, you know, that's a good point that, you know, a list, while you don't want to, you know, you don't want to stick to it and be a perfectionist about it and let it get in your way, it's just a good it's a good starting point if if you start with a small list just so that you can see if you even want to be in a relationship um sometimes people mm-hmm. like when you ask them hey you know why do you want to be in a relationship or what do you want from this person they can't even describe or define what it is that they want do they want like you said do they want a partnership do you want someone to um you know, share your hopes, dreams, goals with, or do you want someone just to hang out with on, you know, on Saturday night, you know, and just be seen at a restaurant? I mean, those are things that you really have to be conscious and present to. 
So um, that is a good point about having a list, but don't be, you know, crazy about the, you know, don't just go nuts over the list, you know, just, just have it so that it guides you and makes it more present for you what it is that you want um, out of a relationship. What are some things you think that um, needs to be put in place or to maybe even clean up or eliminate in your life to make space for love? Uh, for for me personally? Um, you, yourself personally, and then maybe if you want to say, like, reference that to something in general. I think people, you know, I had mentioned it before, people really need to um, be present to whether they have these limiting beliefs. Do they feel like they even deserve love? Um, I know for me, a lot of my issues uh, with with love were, you know, just having um, just negative feelings about about it in in general, not understanding uh, what it's what it's like, and we, you know, we've talked about this before, but really balancing um, the the feminine and the masculine. I think for a mm-hmm. lot of women, uh, for a lot of women nowadays, you know, since we're, you know, we're the breadwinners, we're we're our own providers. You know, you really have to see and identify for yourself what is this partner going to bring into your life. What is it that they're going to add? to your life, and likewise, like, what can you share with this person? Um, also, you know, and I, I mentioned this quickly, you know, I, I was reading The Soulmate Secret uh, by Arielle Ford, and I had the hardest time getting through the book, and it was because I was confronted, and I was confronted by a lot of what she said, and she said that, you know, for her, a, a lot of what came up for her was, you know, that she didn't really believe that she deserved love, that she didn't really love herself, um, and she was holding on to a lot of, you know, baggage from the past. So that would be the first thing that I would, you know, uh, recommend for people. It's like, what is the baggage that you're holding on to? Um, are you, do you have negative uh, attitudes towards uh, towards love, is there someone in particular that you have to make peace with? Um, is there someone that hurt you, and you're you're just making that the excuse for not moving on? Um, you know, are you are you ready? Is your space ready? A lot of w- what the book mentions is, you know, is your home ready? Um, are you, you know, sometimes women experience this, you know, it's called the nesting effect, you know, where you start making your home really, um, really lovely and ready for, you know, just having a relationship with someone and, you know, bringing them into your home. So it's just like, really being conscious and, like you said, being aware. And, of course, the self-awareness comes up um, tenfold, you know, after the fact. And and, in, and in, you piece it all together and it makes so much sense. But, you know, just take those little baby steps initially to start making room. So start journaling. Um, as Amanda said, you know, you know, don't don't go crazy with the list. But, yes, a list is a good idea. 
um, I know that something that a friend had recommended to me. She's like, well, you're not going to know what he looks like if you don't, if you don't, you know, if you don't put that out into the universe. So really putting out into the universe what it is that you want. Um, and there was a cute suggestion in the book. It was like one of the women was starting to uh, live her life every day as if that person was going to join her. So it's like she would um, prepare, prepare these great meals. Um, she would just get herself dolled up and look beautiful. And so, you know, physically, physically, emotionally, mentally, are you ready? Sometimes um, women have these excuses like, okay, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. Um, but when when the right person's out there for you, they're going to accept you no matter what. And so you have to accept yourself first. So that's, you know, that's the main thing. It's like accept yourself first. That's where you have to start with, and that's, you know, number one, person number one, and that's you. It's like do you love yourself enough to allow a beautiful relationship to manifest for yourself? Something I want to um, just touch on that that you had mentioned before was you had said that um, you have to kind of balance the masculine and the feminine, and that's a great point because I think that while I was working and I was operating in a very high masculine energy, it was because of the type of career that I had, and I had basically gotten lost in that masculine energy, and. Over this past year, as I started to reconnect to the, the softness and the feminine, and it, um, I think that that's probably one of the number one things that has provided balance in, um, in this relationship is that I'm not that masculine person anymore, that I have become a lot more of like the nurturer and, you know, wanting to have and not everyone is not saying this is a requirement, but it's something that it, it does make a difference in the balance of a relationship that I actually now, because I have the time, enjoy, you know, surprising him with dinner on the table when he gets in the door or just those little things. But I mean, I have to say, though, he does the same. I mean, he, he's, he doesn't hesitate to, to go and cook dinner and help clean. And it's, so it's a very balanced. It's not even though I'm home all day and I and I can do these things, he still, you know, does partake in, in doing a lot of it. But um, I actually enjoy it, though. And I had a very different attitude about it before. It was like, well, if I'm going to make this, like, you know, for yourself or whatever, because I was so busy. And, like, I just couldn't be bothered because I was just so right. stressed out all the time. And uh, I can remember years ago, I was living with someone. And, you know, I eat relatively healthy. And he was one of those people that just ate everything under the sun and didn't gain weight. So like I'd be making him a pot of ziti and I'd be eating like grilled vegetables and a salad or something. And <laughs> I had to have like two different meals for everything. And I just resented him so much because I had to like cooking and like he wasn't cooking and I was working and he was working, but I felt like I had to do everything. And I was just so um, frustrated, but like I, this is just, it's, I'm actually enjoying it. Like my frame of mind is different and there's also a balance that we're both kind of participating in it together that it's not one-sided. So mm -hmm. I think that mm -hmm. it's a lot of it, is, besides just being able to 
um, step into the feminine and embrace it um, is also having that uh, the balance and meeting each other's needs. And, you know, um, even talking about that, we've even discussed um, the love languages that we can make sure that how we're presenting ourselves is being received. So, you know, um, have you have you read the five love languages? I have. So it's it's interesting because that's a really really simple thing that if it's misunderstood, it can really throw the whole entire relationship mm-hmm. off. Because you know, there's a quiz that you can do, and if you um, if you Google the five love languages, there's a quiz that you can do, and you can figure out basically what your love language is. And what's interesting is that if you what you perceive as your love language, so let's just say that um, someone's in a relationship and you're constantly and the person really desires physical touch, but you're not providing the physical touch. They're going to constantly not love because they're not receiving enough physical touch, regardless of how many gifts that you buy. Right. They require quality time, but you're only giving words of affirmation. So if you understand what the other person needs, it doesn't matter what you enjoy giving, but if you know what the other person needs, that also is going to, to be key in feeling fulfilled in the relationship. So there's so many things that people can do to, like, when you find that person, be able to expand the relationship and not have it shut down. You can, you can be presented with one, but if you're not in the right state of mind and prepared to communicate these different aspects, you can also lose the connection or lose the focus as well. I I think that it's great, um, you know, hearing hearing how both of you interact because it's you can tell that your partner is open to to all these different, you know, tools and techniques um, that you bring up. And so I, I, I was curious, you know, it, I can imagine, you know, what it w- would have been like had you, it's, you know, as I'm, I'm talking and I'm talking it through, I'm, I'm realizing that you're in a perfect place right now with all of, you know, all that you've done and all that you've read and all that you've studied it's almost like it's your perfect time right now because had you had you been in, in, in a relationship with this person years ago, like would the benefit or, you know, the clarity of where you are right now, would it, would it be so obvious? Mm-hmm. Probably not. <laughs> I feel like I have so many, I have so many tools that I can, um, kind of access but if something does fall off the the wagon or if something isn't clear or something's not going right I can kind of reference that little magic box and say okay this is what we need to do to fix that one so mm-hmm. it, you know mm-hmm. it's it's interesting just from having that that skit and that clarity so I think you know having and a lot of it really that I, that I mean from those, those tools is just having kind of that background in, the, the best forms of communication. Um, well, the huge difference in how you work through things. 
And I think that it it makes more possible in the moment that you don't feel like uh, it, 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 you can actually see the light at the end of the tunnel if, you know, things go to the left and you can kind of bounce back quicker and be able to hear and see each other's point of views. So um, I think that's something that's useful for everyone to have and have some go-to like rules or ideas in place in styles and forms of communication. So I don't want to put you on the spot, but for for those of us listening who who see who hear that you're in a good place, you know what what is love to you, and you know how do you recognize it when it when it shows up? I think the question. Um, I don't know if those are for everyone, but I know for me, there was just, it was just different. I, from the time that we met, like, I just found myself, like, wanting to go the extra step. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, and not, and not, like, in a, I have to make this really clear, because somebody out there is going to do something crazy and obsessive and say, well, Amanda said we, to go the extra mile. Um, <laughs> this is not, this is not love. <laughs> I just mean like that, that, that wanting to do something for someone or wanting to, um, like I remember, I think our second or third date, second date, um, he was working late. He didn't want to work late that night. We were going to make plans and the whole night got thrown off. Another thing upset, which was would have been my previous state of mind I said well I'm done with work he's the one stuck there why don't I drive to the city surprise him and we can go to dinner and I somehow pulled it off I don't know how because I didn't even know where he was working but I managed to kind of bs my way through (laughs) and that was our (laughs) second date and um our third and in return the funny thing is our third date he was going to meet me after a networking conference in Manhattan which those things never end on time and I ended up running an hour over. And because I was a speaker there, I couldn't get out early. And he actually waited outside um, for me the entire hour. And in my mind, when I saw how late it was, I was like, oh, gosh, he's going to kill me. Just thinking that he's going to flip out or however he's going, not because of anything to do with him specifically, but just like, again, reference. And he, I walked outside, he gave me a hug. And he's like, hey, how are you? You want to go get something to drink? I'm like, Wow. So I think it's it's not so, and both of us instantly just we're so we joke about how considerate we are of each other. Like, if he has to get up early, he's so afraid that I have to get up early. But I'm feeling bad that he has to get up early, so I have to make I want to make him breakfast. But then he's worried that I'm not going to get enough sleep. Like, there's just a different level of consideration. I don't know. That, that's the biggest thing that stands out for me is that we're so self-aware of each other. Um, and um, everything that I can, I can talk for hours. Like I just get lost in talking, I talk about anything under the sun. And I, time flies like with no added, um, entertainment. I could just be sitting in a room talking and we'll just talk and talk and talk until 
were like falling asleep. And that's, that's, I, I talk a lot, but with um, a partner, it's, it's different. <laughs> so it's been a treat. It's been amazing. So I think, you know, seeing the, the shift in communication and the awareness of the other person, like outside self, and putting, seeing the other person first, but in a very healthy way, like um, where you're losing yourself in the process, but genuine concern and balance. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's kind a of what's point. different for me. Yeah, I think that's a great point, um, that it's not about losing yourself. It's it's like gaining a different aspect of yourself, um, mm-hmm. sharing, sharing a different aspect of yourself, being, being able to, it's almost like saying, like, you know, people like to keep score. It's like, oh, I did this for him. Uh, how come he didn't do this for me? And when it's reciprocated and it's natural and it's organic and it's like you want to do something for the other person um, and it just comes from the heart and that other person reciprocates back and gives you the same that you that you give out, I think that's um, that's beautiful. You know, the funny thing is, like, I know that... Um and this is what I get torn on. Like there's the there's the concept of manifesting, right? Mm-hmm. And manifesting mm-hmm. relationships. And I'm, I'm and then the far end of the spectrum where when you're not looking for it, you get better. And always this is gonna con- con- contradict everything that I said. But I always felt like you had to manifest it. And that you put it out there and it comes to you. And when I had gone on our first date, I had a series of dates that were joke. I mean, they were useless. And I kind of was like, oh, whatever, it's just another date. <laughs> and when I met him and I was head over heels. Like, what we, I, should, I shouldn't say that. When we talked on the phone, before we met, I started to have interest. I mean, and then it kind of confirmed it. But I really, going conversations and the following conversations, I wasn't at that point of really manifesting because it was oh, just another, we'll just give it a shot. This is what you're supposed to do. So I don't feel like I was manifesting at that point. So what do you think about that? It's funny that you mentioned that because that was something that I really wanted to share with you, um, the concept of manifesting. Because for me, I I believe the same thing, that you have to be, you know, clear-headed and, you know, clear-minded to manifest. Um, it's almost like it goes back to the, you know, the rule of attraction, you know, what you put out there, you get back. But, you know, in my case, what I what I see is I think I'm in a good place right now because I know the difference between wanting something and being open to something. So it's almost like, you know, when they say when you want something so bad, you don't get it. 
Um, and it's it's almost like what you said, it's contradictory to the whole law of attraction. But sometimes when it's so it's so in your mind and you're putting it out there, but it, it doesn't have, like, the best intention behind it, right? Because it comes from a place of fear. It comes from a place of, you know, desperation. It comes from a place of, like, having an agenda behind it versus, you know what, I'm open. I'm putting my heart out there on the line and open to something. Um, I'm open to love because that's what I'm putting out there. It's very different. And I think when you come from a place of like almost like curious, playful desire for a relationship versus wanting it because it's on, like you said, it's on the list of things that you need to do. I need to go shopping. I need to have a boyfriend by July. And I need to have, you know, clean my closets. Like it's a very... Mm -hmm distinct place that you're coming from. It's like I I I don't want. I I I want, I I desire. It's like I desire something beautiful because that's what I'm worth versus this is what needs to get done. Um so mm-hmm. I think that's a great point because I think manifestation um of love comes from a point of yeah you you you're you're at that point where you're positive you know everything's clear in your life you've you've checked out what all the baggage is that you've got you know hanging around that maybe that you're conscious of or you're unconscious of um but but it's all about the intention behind the manifestation so if the manifestation mm-hmm. is that it's coming from a true place of like you know, this is what I deserve because I'm ready versus, you know, this this is this is the the one of the twenty things that I'm doing. Um, I think that that's where where I I see manifestation um being all about about that. Yeah, I think that um I, I think that's a really great point. But you know what about but what do you think that uh you need to do besides like what do you think are the final steps in getting ready for me like I know you said that you have to let go of limiting beliefs, but like what do you think is like the final step like what are like the the if you could like, like put it down like three things like to to kind of clear your mind so Getting rid of yeah. rid of like limiting beliefs. Um, what else do you think is in getting yourself mentally ready? Taking some sort of action is really really important. Taking actionable steps. Um, in in my case, you know, I'll I'll give a song and dance, and <laughs> I have a lot of friends who have been pushing me to do the whole dating thing. I've done I've done it before, and I'm it's just like once I do it, I'm like I'm done. Um, but I think you really one like you said, you have to have a clear intention, uh, an intention of like, you know, really understanding what it is that you want, like what and why do you want it? You know, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine to be alone. 
um, when you have a, a, a rich uh, relationships with other people, with friends, and you have a great life, that is fine. Um, so it's important to really understand why why it is that you want love. So it's not to impress your friends, not to uh, satisfy your parents. It's like, I want love because this is what I deserve, if that's what you want to do. So it's really having mm-hmm. a clear intention of what it is that you want, um, taking actionable steps. So like we've mentioned this a few times during this call, if you want to create that list, I want someone to laugh with. I want someone to travel with. I want someone that's kind and patient and um, sincere and and trustworthy. Sure. I mean, you can can have your your list. Um, Some people will actually have... um, you know, uh, it's almost like vision boards of what you want. I mean, uh, Amanda and I are really big um, believers in vision boards. So if that's something that you want to do, just again, just to visually conceptualize what it is that you want, that's great too. Um, that kind of reminds you, okay, you know, this is what I this is what I want. I want my life to look beautiful and colorful and um, and and uh and full of love and um and just like someone to listen to me and someone that I can talk to all night like how you were saying you can fall asleep together just talking um and then taking actionable steps what are you doing uh to to meet people and and that goes back to you Amanda like what what would you recommend um for people I mean you've You've obviously been successful. Um, what what would you recommend to people um, as like their next steps for you know really manifesting love? You know, I think um, something too is when if when you're out there and you're in the dating world, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs, and I think really not being attached process um and enjoying the process as opposed to um looking at it as it has to um you know be perfect and if it's not that there you know there's something wrong with you or just kind of like having fun and playing Mm. and Mm -hmm. I think that that makes a big difference as well because when you are so attached to the outcome then it makes it a little bit more difficult to really, um, you know, for it leaves no room for error, basically. No, I yeah. I, I totally hear that. I totally hear that. Um, it's like it's like the whole process of yeah. It's like you're not gonna find love right away it's like you've got to be open to the process and what you learn from that process right I mean obviously you learned a lot from um from dating uh, so that you could see what you wanted versus what you what you didn't want mm-hmm. yes yeah, so that's a good point so that, that that becomes somewhat of like a you know, the reference point that you can clear, it's much clearer to see like what you're, what you know that you need. But on the flip side though, it's, 
it's not the, the the superficial things, you know, it's more so in the person's um, characters and demeanor and, um, you know, how they make you feel. Because I think that sometimes those lists get too wrapped up on, you know, okay, he's going to be this tall and he's going to have this color hair. And mm-hmm. well, your dream guy might not have brown hair. He might have blonde hair. He might, you know, there's, it, I think that, when you just close yourself off and you have like this, this really superficial list that you're missing the opportunities of connection. And it's, so when you're, as you're meeting people and in the course of dating and in the course of exploring, I think looking at it as, as connection and something that is a little bit unique from, from my standpoint that a lot of people don't do. I'm friendly with most of my exes. If I've dated someone, for the most part, we're friendly. People find that very strange. And I think it's because of how I kind of go into the, the, the terms of dating that you're looking to gain a friend. And if I walk mm. away with a friend and not a partner, there's not that loss at the end. You know, unless, of course, sometimes someone does something horrible to you and you don't choose to keep that person in your life. But just because someone doesn't work out romantically doesn't mean that it's not someone that can be friendly. So when you're out there and you're looking for dating, you're looking for friendship and companionship. And if the sparks fly and you happen to have a chemistry, it's an added bonus. So I think because I look at it different, I don't have that tremendous letdown when I'm out in the dating scene. If I mm-hmm. meet someone and it doesn't click, because I don't expect every person that sees me on instinct to just click and vibe and for that to be the one, because not everyone is attracted to everyone. But there's many more people that can become friends or become acquaintances than there are that are going to have a, that chemistry and that spark. So I, if you go out looking for um, connections and friendship and acquaintance, the spark is an added bonus. And hmm. it takes that that's pressure a, off dating as well. Yeah, that's a really interesting way to see it and a great advice for anyone, you know, on the dating scene. It's like, Really be playful, have fun with it, um, and see it as more like, you know, opportunities to meet people, to connect, and then, you know, the added bonus is, hey, maybe you might meet the one, um, or, mm-hmm. or, you'll, or you'll get some sort of lesson from these people that you're meeting, because every person that, comes into, that you come into contact with is teaching you something, and you're teaching them something. So um, I think that's a great perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, it's just a way to keep your options open and not to um, to limit yourself to what's out there. Right. It's like don't take it personal, you know, um, right. in, in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, in close, do you have any final words that you would want to share with our listeners? In closing, I, I, I say, you know, take a risk, take a chance, um, open yourself, open your heart, um, you mind, and um, excited. Um, I'm taking this plunge, and I'll be sharing more with you, but I'm, I, I just, you know, um, I'm excited for, for everybody out there that wants to, you know, open their heart up. To, to the different possibilities. 
Absolutely. I think that uh, this is really a great topic. It's something that um, really opens up the awareness for the listeners to just hear different um, points of view and different ways to approach the aspect of dating relationships in a very healthy way and not in um, a way that has to be so stressful and so difficult. Here, here. <laughs> so it looks like um, I will be doing my next show, and that one will be a solo in two weeks, and I'm looking at my calendar. So today, second, I will be back on the 16th. And Frida and I will be together in the beginning of March, and that will be on March, March 1st. Mm-hmm. Yes, so we will be back together again. <laughs> Yay! So it was really great talking to you. I am so happy to be back. I have just missed this so much. It has been a very long, long, long January. I know. So I am excited to see what comes together for next month. We'll have lots of awesome ideas just developing. My computer is growling at me. Okay. Um, okay, it's about that time. <laughs> I was sitting here talking to you, and if I faded out for a second, I could not figure out what the noise was. And my computer started sounding like it was an airplane taking off. I said, okay, oh, no. I guess it's pretty much ready to go to sleep. It was about to explode. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Telling me that it has exceeded my time for the day, and this is a long day, and it needs to rest. (laughs) Well, Amanda, thank you so much. And I look forward to us chatting again next month. Yes. So (laughs) we'll be speaking with all of you soon. Enjoy the rest of your February. Mm -hmm. Yes, Yes, yes. Have a great night, everyone. Okay, bye. Bye.